Hi, I'm Dee Hicks, and welcome to the School of Leadership, leveraged lessons from high-impact leaders. For the past 30 years, I've researched the disciplines, habits, mental models, and assumptions of the most effective leaders. This podcast takes what I've learned from over 2,000 of these influencers and distills it into practical tools and tips you can use immediately. So let's get started. Welcome back. Let's dive in. This is part three of Built for the Storm in the second season of this podcast. So uh, we've learned, you know, that people who just seem like they're built for the storm, they're resilient, they just bounce back. They aren't resilient by chance or by accident. They aren't just freaks of nature riding some sort of lucky wave of DNA or birth or chance. (laughs) But what we've learned is that they're actually intentionally resilient. They have values like powerful internal engines that drive them, and they serve as uh, the author of the script that their internal narrator has got. You know, we've all got this internal narrator. I really like that concept. It's us talking to ourselves. It's not like you're hearing someone else's voice. (laughs) If that were the case, yeah, probably should up your meds. But we all have this internal narrator, this way we talk to ourselves. And think of the last time you did something that you didn't like, or things didn't go your way, or something about you was uh, not the way you hoped it was. How critical were you of yourself? Your inner narrator and mind is how we talk to ourselves about ourselves and about life. And typically, uh, that inner narrator is not really our friend. However, when we zoom in and think about and listen to the inner narrator, or study, if you will, the inner narrator of those folks built for the storm, the way they talked to themselves, about themselves and about life and about the world, is quite different. They have a very different way of speaking to themselves. And that's because of their core values. They aren't ones who focus with their inner narrator on what isn't or what can't or what won't. They tend rather to focus on what they're grateful for and the opportunities and about how they can bounce back. So the values are what cause them to do that. So let's pull out a couple of their core values and and let's see for a minute how those core values drive them to think and even narrate their life differently than folks who are non-resilient people. So as you remember, they have these really strong values. So let's imagine one like discovery. That's a value perhaps of a resilient person, someone built for the storm. That discovery value is about learning and about curiosity. And they like learning what's new. They like discovering things that they did not know before, even sometimes when that means they've been wrong before. Let's take discovery and let's take the value of authenticity, which we spoke about in the last podcast. Let's add to that a dash of the value of humility, which is confidence and curiosity mixed together to form that whole different thing called humility. Well, what do you get? You get an underlying question that they have, an underlying narration, which is, huh, I wonder, what am I missing? Am I thinking correctly? And that is consistent. That is empowering to them to constantly have that way of thinking. They know that they don't experience the world as it is, but they experience the world as they think it is. That's what we call a mental model. A mental model is a way our brain arranges its perceptions. It's like creating a map of ourselves and of the world around us so that it can be incredibly efficient. Mental models are these amazing 
pictures uh, or assumptions or, like I said, maps of the terrain of life around us. And folks who ha are built for the storm know that they don't experience the world as it is, but as they think it is. Therefore, combine that with that operative question of curiosity and wanting to learn more, they're constantly asking themselves, how can I improve how I think about the world? How can I make my assessments and my assumptions about myself and about the people with whom I work and about the world closer and closer and closer to reality? Because they know the map, the mental model, that thing that I believe to be true is just an illustration or an image of what is actually true. So they're constantly curiously trying to find out how things really work, how the world really is. They're very, very curious. They drive everything in their lives with this basic fundamental assumption. I don't experience the world the way it is. I experience it the way I think it is. And therefore, I'm able to move the way I think it is, a map, a mental model, an assumption, closer and closer and closer to actuality. And they apply this amazingly in granular ways, like in, in conversations with people or in meaning behind emails or in grand ways, which is how to accomplish large things or how to get to know how something really, really works on a big scale. So since they have, you and I, all of us have these mental models, these maps of the world around us, and we have a map of the Ford Motor Company in our mind, and we have a map of Dodge in our mind, and we have a map of Republicans, and we have a map of Democrats, and we have a map of tall people from Norway, and on and on. We have maps, all, all kinds of maps in our mind. And if you are to be, or I am to be, a, a resilient person who is invigorated rather than swamped by the storms, we have to start with the understanding that, that these maps are not the terrain. They are a representation of the terrain, and therefore it is up to us to continually update our maps so that they become more and more robust, closer and closer to the terrain. Rather than assuming that I am right, which is in and of itself a map, I assume that I am partly right, <laughs> that I see part of what's going on. So let's get really specific if we can here for just a moment. What are some of the very specific mental models or maps that they have put in place that help folks who are built for the storm remain so resilient year after year after year? Well, here's a few of them. The first one is they have a, uh, they have a mental model that what I think about specifically really matters. They get the idea that if they think about something, they'll tend to think more about it. That if they turn and look at something and focus on something, they will fo they'll see more and more and more of it. They understand that what they stress in their mind or emphasize is very, very important. And they know that they can actually pick it. They can choose it, what they choose to think about in any given situation. There's a second mental model that they've got. There is a larger landscape than what I'm seeing. That is a mental model. There's a larger landscape than what I'm seeing. No matter how insightful or intelligent or informed or motivated or passionate I am, there's a larger landscape than what I can see. That, instead of creating fear and making them want to retreat into confusion, which happens with folks who are not very resilient, this invigorates them. The third mental model is that I work for something larger than myself. That goes together with their fourth mental model or set of assumptions. I'm a steward. No matter how much they own, no matter how much they have amassed in life, large amounts or small amounts, they know I am a steward. 
I am someone who takes care of opportunities and of wealth and of relationships and of wisdom for someone else. That's what a steward does. They perceive themselves that way. Because I do something for someone else, <laughs> because I'm managing my time for someone else, I don't deserve, I serve. And they don't use the word deserve in their mental models very much, if at all. I'm here to serve. It's really interesting. We've also, by the way, sidebar here, we've also discovered that folks who have a mental model like this have different pain tolerance and different pain perceptions. And by pain, I'm using a big general or generic term here. Discomfort, uh, all the way up to actual physical pain and everything in between. So if I'm doing something for you, something difficult that might be a struggle or cause pain or in some way suffering, if that's even the right word, I will feel less pain subjectively than if I'm just doing it for myself. There is a mountain of research around this. Pain is has an objective quality to it where our nerves respond a certain way, but then it has a subjective quality to it as well, where I interpret those, those signals coming from my nervous system as good or bad and as big or little. And if you and I are doing something for someone else, it just doesn't, it's not as much of a struggle as if we're just doing it for ourselves. Fascinating stuff. So that's their fourth mental model that's different with people, these maps they've got in their brain. That's different with folks who are built for the storm than for those who are swamped by the storm. The fifth of their mental model is that security is important, but security does not come in comfort or self-protection. It comes from reaching, stretching. It comes from adventure. Security is in change. It's not in keeping things the same. That's fascinating. We could click on that and talk a long time. The sixth mental model that they have is, I'm good under pressure. This is really intriguing because folks we know who are swamped by the storm are expecting calm waters all the time, and they know they're good when things are calm and tranquil, but they're not so good, they think, when they're in the middle of a storm. This is the reverse of the way resilient people think. They think, I'm good under pressure. The seventh of their mental models is people most of the time have good intent. Most of the people, most of the time, have good intent. Now, maybe their intent is different. Maybe their outcome is different, but their intent is good. They start from that place, those folks who are built for the storm. They also believe, here's their eighth mental model, that work is in and of itself a reward. We don't work just to get results, but the work itself is the reward. Here's another one of their mental models. This would be the ninth one on this list. They think, therefore, and it's related to the eighth one, that the work is the reward, that the obstacle is not in the way. They think of the obstacle as being the way instead of being in the way. Now, this just seems a little woo-woo, but ponder this for a moment. This is really an old, old idea dating as far back as Stoicism, that when we encounter an obstacle, it in and of itself has significant value. Although it's frustrating, it has a tremendous amount of value. So the obstacle is the way. The 10th mental model they've got is that I'm not alone. <laughs> There's always someone else there who's cheering me on whether they are instantly in my face right now or whether they are making the load lighter directly or not, there's always someone else there who's pulling the same direction that I am. I'm not alone. The 11th mental model they've got is that conflict is a treasure map with an X on it, <laughs> showing me where to dig. Conflict is an invitation to discover something new, 
to learn something that is incredibly valuable. In fact, it can't be learned any other way. Conflict is a treasure map. When, when I enter into any kind of conflict, it is as though someone has found this treasure map, all brittle and rolled up and handed it to me. And all I have to do is unroll it and dig. The 12th mental model they've got is that the people that I lead and support in some way deserve good leadership. And moreover, they deserve good things. They deserve. But I don't apply that word to myself. I deserve. So therefore, if I'm a steward and the people I am leading or supporting or helping in some way deserve good leadership and good stewardship, it means I need to really take care of myself physically, mentally, emotionally, relationally, and spiritually so that I have enough to give to the people that deserve it. The 13th, we got a few more here, stick with me, the 13th mental model that they have built over time, and these seem like a long list of mental models, but you have got, and so have I, hundreds of thousands <laughs> of these mental models in our brain, these maps about everything. As I mentioned earlier, these are some of the most core and operative ones. So here's the 13th one, I'm in control, but only of three things. Now, in some of our previous podcasts, we've talked about this before. We've called it the locus of control, the internal locus of control mindset to be more specific. So they believe that I'm in control, but only of three things. These three things are whom I trust, that is rely on, depend on. And second, what's my perspective? Is my perspective an optimistic perspective or a pessimistic perspective? How do I choose to look at something? Am I grateful or am I complaining all the time? I'm in control of my perspective. I'm not changing the facts on the ground by choosing to look at those facts on the ground differently. And third, they know I'm in control, but of my behavior. Nobody made me do this. <laughs> Nobody made me angry. Nobody made me late. Nobody made me sloppy. Nobody made me sarcastic. <laughs> I did that. I'm in control of my own behavior. So here's another mental model they've got. We just got a few more here, so hang in. The 14th of these mental models, and I'm hoping as you're going through, you're kind of thinking, do I have that mental model? And put a check mark in your mind beside it as you, as you listen to it. They understand that stress is fear. Here's their fourth, 14th mental model. Stress is fear. Whenever they feel the physical and emotional and mental uh, sensations of stress, they know right away, oh, that's fear. I'm afraid of something. What am I afraid of? And they know that the best way to change what stresses them is to change what they stress, to change their focus and what they emphasize. And that is a profound shift in all of their lives. It might be one of the most important ones. Here we go for the 15th mental model that they've got. Grit matters more than talent. <laughs> Isn't that nice to hear? Because, man, I could keep going. I can just keep going, keep going and going and going. I'm not naturally talented. I'm not incredibly sharp and intelligent all on my own. But boy, do I know how to downshift and just keep going. That's how they think. It's pretty powerful. It's actually quite freeing, quite liberating. That goes together with the next one. Because grit matters more than talent, their next mental model is, I can learn anything. <laughs> right? I can learn anything. It's really fun to be able to think that way instead of, oh, that's not, I'm not good at that. I can't learn that. I'm not naturally talented at that. And then we just give up. Well, no, just downshift and you can learn anything. The 17th of their mental models is, never believe the first report. Wow, is this true now more than ever? 
we get lots and lots of first reports coming our way, from Netflix documentaries to news flashes and everything in between. Someone running up to us with passion and telling us this is wrong or this is wrong or this is the way to go. Or, and it's the first report. Never believe the first report. Always go to the source. Always be suspicious of the first report. Not that people are coming up and deliberately lying. Again, we assume good intent. Maybe they're, they have an agenda. Maybe they want to have a need met of some sort. That's okay. But understand that it's just the first report. There's always more to the story. Never believe the first report. Number 18, today's decisions pay off tomorrow. Talk about delayed gratification. What I feed my body today pays off tomorrow. What I feed my soul today pays off tomorrow. How I invest in relationships pays off tomorrow. And if I'm thinking that there need to be immediate results, I am setting myself up to be swamped by the storm. Here's the last one. And if you've kept track, there are 19 of these mental models. And really, it seems like a long list. But when you look at them all, they fold together and they make this beautiful puzzle piece. If someone were to say to you, here's a puzzle, I want you to put it together. It's got 10,000 pieces. You'd roll your eyes and say, nope. But if someone said, here's a puzzle, it's got 19 pieces and it's going to make a big picture for you. You'd put it all together pretty quickly. So that's really what this is. 19 pieces of a puzzle that all fit together. Here it is, the last of the mental models that I want to call out for you. And that is this. It'll bounce. That's how they think. Failure is not final. It's just a step. It'll bounce. So these are what we call mental models. And these are the mental models of every person we've studied and gotten up close to and gotten to know over these years. They all think like this. They would go through and nod as I read this list of them. Oh, yeah, 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 that's how I think. That's how I think. Probably you too. As you've been listening through these few minutes in this podcast and wondering, huh, is that me? I'll bet many of these are already your mental models. These mental models are assumptions. They're maps. They are lenses, another way of thinking about them, through which we look at the world. And what we want are for our lenses to be continually updated, to be our prescription to be updated, <laughs> so that the world doesn't get fuzzier and fuzzier and fuzzier in our mind. None of us, and I wear glasses, so none of us who wear glasses actually believe that the world looks like that without our glasses. <laughs> Trees are not big green moving blobs. No, they actually have branches, really big branches and really small ones and lots of leaves. Little bugs crawling on. There's a lot to them. But if I were to walk around in the world looking at the world without my lenses being corrected and then believe that's the way the world actually is, wow, I think every person that was 10 or 15 feet away from me was wearing an Angora sweater all the time, <laughs> right? Ah, but this is what people who are built for the storm are aware of, that there's so much that I don't know. And that is not discouraging. It is actually encouraging and empowering because I'm also incredibly curious. So what about you? Do you consciously think about how you think or do you just think? <laughs> do you realize that you see the world and yourself included through these lenses or according to these maps we've built in our own mind and that they need to be updated? Do you know that those maps, those mental models, those lenses are not actually fixed? They're not solid. We can actually change them and upgrade them. Did you know that? Well, if so, and you're constantly updating those maps, you're setting yourself up to be resilient. You are built for the storm. 
I hope you saw yourself in here as we went through that list. I hope that this is helpful to you in some way, even a minute or two of it, where you could pause and even stop the podcast and just wander off and think in your mind. If there's a mental model you've got that has been updated recently, stop and think about how did that actually happen? How did I learn something new? What did that feel like? It was probably pretty fun. After the first little bit of a shock that, oh, wow, I thought it was this way, and now, what? It's not? It's that way? Well, after you get over that first 30 seconds, then it's actually cool. It's fun. It's enjoyable. Ah, So I hope your day is going really, really well. Soon we'll be out with part four in Built for the Storm. I look forward to our continued chat. Have a great afternoon. Thanks for joining me in today's School of Leadership. This podcast is part of the Archimedes Experiment, leveraged wisdom from the world's most effective leaders. If you're interested in more, go to my website, dhicks.com. Remember, my first name has only one E. Well, you'll find more short and helpful podcast books and blog posts. If this was helpful, maybe even share it with some of your friends. Have a great day.